five, four, three, two, one. Oh. Three, two, one. Boom. We're live. What up, kids? Uh-huh, yeah. All the single ladies sing this song. I got a big little drum for the little ladies, yeah. <sighs> All right. <laughs> what up, dude? Hello. I'm perked up on caffeine. Let's go. That's wonderful. That's hey. magical. I love that. Welcome to the Empty Space Podcast, episode 127, where we have a great episode. This is Batch's favorite album ever, ever, Wrong. ever, ever, ever. Don't let him think, make you think differently. Breaking yeah, no. down. What are we breaking? You tell him. This is your band. You like these guys. I like them too, but. Uh, we are breaking down half of Green Day's 21st century breakdown. Batch's favorite. Ugh. This is probably my least favorite record that Green Day has put out. Out of all of them? Yeah. This is the one. So this is going to be a good one. Yeah, this is probably, yeah, this one. And yeah, this is probably my least favorite. That, uh, mm. yes, dude. I'm so stoked. 21st century breakdown, huh? Yeah. I had a breakdown listening to this. Oh, come on, dude. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's the episode for today. Yeah, we'll that's it. We're done. Get over it. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, totally, dude. Totally agree with you. Um, dude, I didn't realize till Alyssa brought it up that this weekend is the bridal party. Yeah, the wedding shower. Yep. Yep. Is it a wedding shower or bridal? It says bridal party. Well, it's a wedding shower. Yeah, it's you're invited. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally, totally. You excited? You ready? What's the word? Talk to me, baby. I mean, I guess so. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, uh, just gonna be chilling. So, are you, um, are you doing like cute little games and stuff? You'll have to see. Oh, yeah, you are. Are you doing those little, like, you hold something up and the other one holds that up? No, I don't think anything like that. I think it's, uh, you'll have to wait and see. You'll just have what to see what. Flip, dude. Nope. Can't tell you. Well, that's, have to, we'll have outrageous. to discuss it later. We'll have to I have a discussion me. about it afterward. It can be the follow up. But yeah, that is this weekend. Um, the wedding is two months away officially. That's crazy. Yeah. It has been wild. So that's fun. Ready to get it over. Yeah, I think so. I'm ready to just kind of be there and deal with it and then be done with it. Fucking rights, dude. I know the feeling. You're almost there, buddy. You're almost there. Yep. Now's the real fun with all the finalizing the stuff and crunch time. So, Well, just think, you know, once once it's here and you get to fucking celebrate, it's going to be fucking awesome, dude. You're going to have a blast. And then at some point... uh, in December, you're going to Disney, and you don't have to worry about wedding stuff. You can just yeah. worry about eating food and going on rides and yep, just chilling go- out. We're going for 10 days. Did you book it yet? I am booking it next week. Next week? Next week. Next week. Boardwalk? Boardwalk for seven, and then um, uh, the music place that we stayed at the first time for, for three. three. Yep. Nice. Yep. How come the three there? Because the boardwalk didn't have any for those for uh, the last couple. So we did. Uh, we we're getting there the twenty second, leaving the boardwalk on the twenty eighth, and then the twenty eighth to the second, we are going to whatever that um, music resort is. Yeah, the All Star. All Star, yeah, dude. All Star um, music. So that's was... where I'll be. It's fucking that's so sick. Uh what are you guys doing? You doing park hoppers, single days? Park hoppers, man. Yeah. That's yep. sick. I know. I know. Spared no expense. Hey, fuck it. You you only get married once, hopefully, so enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And then um Yeah, and then I wanna rent like a sick car, but that's gonna be a lot of money, so I might not, but I want to. 
You should look in. There's like a Airbnb <laughs> for cars that you can rent them. Oh, really? Like people rent out their cars rather than oh. go into like um, a thing. So you could get like, let's just say a Lamborghini for like a hundred bucks a day. Wow. But it's like some. It's like you would be like my Jeep. I would be like lend like someone would rent it from me for oh. like six days, and I just charge them whatever. It's I forget what the app is called, but I'd look into that too if yeah, um, it seems to be too will. expensive through like Expedia or something. Or for real, I will. Perks so, yeah. and all that shit. That's that whole thing. So, what about yourself? What are you up to? Nothing. I uh, just been working, which is which is pretty good. Um. Let's see, getting ready for some other stuff and school. Tell the almost... people. No. Yes. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Oh my god. Nope. Nope. You know, isn't that enough? No. Didn't I give you enough? I have to share all my secrets. We well, don't have to, but I do. What secrets? You peer pressure me into sharing my secrets. I don't do such things. You, you do. <laughs> I do you not. do. You peer pressure me into sharing no. my secrets. No. Yeah. Yeah, you, you just say, told you wouldn't even you didn't even tell me your secret. You said I have to wait. What secret? The one about your wedding shower. Oh, that one. Yep. See. Yeah. Yeah. See, right back at you. <laughs> Fine. I'll share that secret if you share your secret. No. No. Fine. No. Then we're taking our secrets to the grave. That's what. I'm, that's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. I'll say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. I'll just fucking cut it out. Be just this long bleep. <laughs> Steven. Blah, 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 blah. Um, no, what so, else has been? Okay, what? You have something you wanted to talk about, though. What? You have something written on here that you wanted to go off yeah. about. Yeah, we're almost there. Okay. Yeah, we're almost there. I figured Uh-oh. I'd save that for a little bit of last. It's just something I've been wanting to talk about. Oh, That's okay. All. Okay. It's not something that something happened and I was like, oh, God, I get this. It was just like, dude, I, oh, every okay. time... It'll be like two or three days after record. I'm like, oh, fuck. I forgot I was going to mention that. Um, yeah. But no, I did want to know because we don't really do top five bangers anymore. And which is a shame. We should bring that back. We should. Or we could just implement it in like once a month, like at the beginning yeah. of like, like kind of like this if we wanted to. Because I don't know, man. I mean, if the people we could ask the people if they want the top five bangers. Back. True. True. Um, but um, no, I was just curious what you've been listening to lately and kind of give me like your top three songs and I'll do the same. You go first. I gotta find mine. Yeah. So, number one, the first band I've been listening to like crazy has been Knocked Loose. Okay. Um, they've just been like, so I just go through phases. Knocked mm-hmm. Loose has been like on my fucking radar. Um, specific songs, uh, I will tell you, would be uh, Trapped in the Grasp of a Memory. That's one. been on my um my top. And then also the gospel by Knock Loose was really good too. Um second would probably be this guy. He's more of like folk I'd say folk country, which is really weird, but I've been falling in love with like this style. It's like mm-hmm. country guys in the woods singing, but it's not super, it's not country at all. His name is Chris Hunt Jr. And he puts out a lot of good music. Um I gotta find the name of the song. Just give me one second, because I was not prepared for my own question. Demons by Chris Hunt Jr. That's a very good song. Uh, And then, honestly, Like Roses have been on repeat. Hell yeah. Like, crazy. Those two songs. Uh, Splenetic has been on like crazy. So those, I'd say those are the top three within the last few weeks that have been going on. Um, And then Sidebar, um, Hot Milk has been coming up a lot, which is interesting. Yeah. So yeah. they're coming out with some gas. Yeah. So kind of all over the place. You got like fucking heavy ass shit. You got some folky shit. And then you got some like pop punk shit. Hell yeah. Um, those are Those are all good. Those are all good. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Like Roses myself as mm-hmm. well, um, but I'll leave them out of mine. Um, my probably top three is the new Colorado Captain song, Unlike oh. Me. Anything at all. What's that so slow? 
Oh, yeah. I think that song's an absolute fucking banger. Um, just lyrically, it's, it's, oh, God, so fucking good. Um, also, uh, Reason by Keep Flying. Stuck in my head, only feel safe in my bed, but the anxiety is killing me. I just wanna fix all this. I'm just trying to It's been a big one. It's really been helping me with the loss of my grandmother. Um, and then numero uno lately has been still breathing by green day. Nice. Yeah. That's been my, my big three lately. So good choices as always. Yeah. It's very exciting stuff. Speaking of exciting stuff, we have a new Stanley cup champion after tonight. Oh, yes. <laughs> we definitely do. 100%. Yeah, no. There's no way Vegas loses this game. No fucking chance, dude. Are you betting on it? Are you putting any shekels on it? I, I have no money. No shekels. I had $16 in my bank account, and I don't get paid till Friday. So No shekels. No, none. Damn. Zero. That's Zip. a shame. But um, I would put uh, all my marbles on. I, I, I know we talked about it. Um, I said 7-2. Yeah. You would put it all on 7-2? I would, yeah. Fuck I'll it. put I think something they're... on that. I'll put something on seven two for you, and then fuck I'll put, it. I got three to one. A good one. And then I'm gonna do a parlay. I'm gonna do um, Vegas money line. Um, over three and a half for the goal total, and Masha Soda score. I like it. I think that'll I think, hit. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a good one. Because I don't think Kachuk is playing tonight. I think that's what. Yeah, I think he's out hurt. What? What I since that so. hit or the after yeah. game scrum? I think after the that after the game scrum, I think Get he's fuck. What happened? I mean, I watched I it, know. but like, what happened to him? I don't know. They're not saying. That but up. There's just rumors going around that he might not be playing tonight. Dude, there's no. I mean, that would be crazy. But I feel like they have. It has to be serious. You have to like. He has to be dead. Of, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I listened to Chicklets this morning, and apparently. When the injury stuff comes out, like what he's mm-hmm. playing with, people they said people are going to be shocked that he's playing with stuff that should keep him out for two months. Yeah, that's how it only goes, though, I feel. Especially yeah. a player like that, you know? Remember when oh, Berge yeah. had broken ribs and all that shit? Yeah, that was wild. That was insane. Yeah, I'm so. reading the same shit as you. It's uncertain. They don't give a reason. It's just uncertain why. That would do it. If he doesn't play, he's got to be like, Dead. He's dead. Like his, yeah. like he literally has a broke, two broken ribs and can't walk. Like, especially yeah, like that his guy, leg would have to be off his body. Facts, because he's such a gritty player. So he tough. would play with anything. I know. I know. And, and you know, he's like, I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely like, shoot me up with whatever I'm playing. Yep. That's the hockey player mentality, though. Yeah, it does. Damn. He didn't. He didn't show up to practice. Oh shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they could just be resting longer. They could be. I you wow. know I kind of had high hopes for this series. I didn't expect, uh, but again, we talked about the long layoff. Mm-hmm. Ten days is a long time, and Vegas had three, so they were still in the groove. So it's tough. Three is like the perfect amount because you yeah. get home, you're settled. Well, not settled. You get settled. The next day, you're a little jet lagged. You fucking relax for a few. Maybe you go to practice, and then the third day, you kind of just like regroup and get you're ready, in. and then you're out. Yeah. yeah, you're in it. So. Ten days, fuck. That's like that's the Bruins. A long time. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a long yep. time. So, um, yeah, I think I think Vegas takes it tonight, though. I think that's hey, you good for you, Bruce. Yeah, I what? You called it um, last week when we talked. I said the not. We both said the same thing. We both said Vegas was going to win um, in five, right? And I then, so. yeah, and then I said that Vegas would win the first game in Florida. And Florida would win the second. And you said the opposite. Yeah. Yep. So right now you have the whole thing like matched up. I should definitely be betting. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what, too bad you couldn't have done that. Like, like, all right, they're going to win this game. 
they're going to win that game and then they're going to win it at home because you would have had it. I had it the opposite, but we yeah. still ha- we both had it as Vegas winning five. So I was just I keep thinking about that the other night when we when I saw who won, I was like, motherfucker, dude, that would have been a good bet. <laughs> I know. And then it came up in my memories from four years ago that I called the game seven against the Blues. I did see that. Yeah. So I said four to one and I was like, God damn it. Why couldn't a draft Kings been around then? Yes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I saw that post. Yep. So there was some other cool news though that came out of the Stanley Cup finals. Was it uh, game four or game three that this happened? I want to say. F- I think it was four. I want to say four. Yeah. Yeah. You had, um, I thought this was cool. I put this in here is, uh, you had Wayne Gretzky. Who yep. Everyone knows who Wayne Gretzky is. Met little Wayne at the Florida game. So Wayne met Wayne. And and it was a funny picture to look at. But I'm like, this motherfucker's meeting Wayne Gretzky. And I can't even like see him in person. I know. Literally but, the greatest hockey player. Well, one of the yeah. greatest. Because I think Bobby was the greatest of all time. But yeah, that's just me. But yeah, it's pretty cool. That was I wonder a cool if, picture. if Wayne even like registered like what was going on. Which one? Oh yeah, <laughs> little Wayne. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, uh, I think he's doing a lot better than he was in terms of uh, the drugs and stuff. It seems that. So I, uh, I saw, he is. I saw a clip the other day, and I thought I was on TikTok, and I thought it was like Wayne Gretzky. Oh, Wayne, oh my god, little Wayne mm. <laughs> on a podcast, and I thought the clip was gonna be like, oh fucking, he's all over the place, like, but it ended up being him. He interrupted the podcast because his son called to, and he always says goodnight to his son. And the guy, he was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Pick this phone. I have to answer this. Like, I'm, I know we're in the middle, but I have to. Like, he was apologizing. And the guy's like, Do what you had to do. And then he's like, FaceTiming his son. He's like, All right. All right, little G. Good night. You do this for me. All right, G. All right. And then he's like, All right. Good night. Love you. And then, like, he hung up. And then the guy, the guy, I don't know what podcast it was, but he's like, I respect the fuck. You can interrupt the podcast anytime for your son. And he was like, yeah. I appreciate you guys. It was cool. It was like a. That's dope. Yeah. That's cool so moment. dope. He's a good dude. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that was a cool oh, little yeah. thing, though, that we saw. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's move on to news and notes and new releases, shall we? Um. Yeah. Let me get over this one part. I'm okay. going to do it now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. All right, so I have one thing I want to talk. I just want to bring up real quick because um, this place. I want to bring it up. All right, so I used to work at a place called a Fit Factory in Kingston, Massachusetts, and this is a gym, and they're like a small chain. Uh, what's it called? Uh, commercial gym. So like Fit, uh, not fit, like Planet like Fitness, Planet but, Fitness, but smaller. Yeah. But smaller and more free weights and shit. So, anyways, so I worked there for almost a year. And it was good to work at first. And then this place decided to fire me and a couple other people uh, on false premises. And the reason I want to bring this up isn't to be like, you know, go give them a bad Google review. Go do this. That's not what I'm like trying to say. I mean, if you do that, cool. Good for you. But um, they suck. They're manipulative. They are very aggressive. They do not care about their employees. Um, while my mother was diagnosed with cancer, um, they decided to fire me. And this place is nothing but disgusting humans that treat other people with no respect. Um, they make lies up. And their gym is absolutely terrible. It's disgusting. And I hope nothing but the worst for this place. So that's Fit Factory in Kingston, Massachusetts. And I just wanted to vent about that real quick and just talk about how terrible they are to people. And it's very, you know, very unfortunate for those who who, uh, have to deal with that and the people that have to continue to work at places that get mistreated uh, by companies that only care about money and do not care about the general well-being of others. So... Yeah, yeah, just wanted to do that little rant there because that place is terrible. I've been meaning to do that for like a long time, but I forgot. Yeah, you also didn't tell anyone that your mother had cancer either. Oh, well, there you go. So. <laughs> Two birds with one stone. Yeah. She's better. She's doing way better. Yeah, tell people that. Yeah, she's doing and way better. 
she's she's cancer free, right? <laughs> yeah, as of right now, she she is. Yes. Okay. So, so there you go. Very good. Wunderbar. Yes. yes. Um. But yeah, we can get into um the next the next fun part. I'm gonna grab my coffee. You want to just just throw them out there? I know we already said it, but yeah, that's fine. Cool. Um. So I'll keep talking. Um. While Steve goes to grab his coffee, real quick. Um. We had. At the top of the news, uh, Paramore's Haley Williams apologized to the fans that she yelled at. Um, that's interesting because I know we had talked about how it was kind of cool that she like respected the people enough that were there that weren't trying to mosh and weren't, you know, well, respecting the people that paid the good money to be in the front row. Um, and kind of took their side instead of these people who seemingly pushed their way to the front. Am I right? Correct. Like, so I'm just, I'm just a little confused. Why, why all of a sudden the backpedal probably got heat from management. I mean, that's my, that's right. my, I, I, I don't, okay. I don't really know, but this yeah. is, this is what I think. Um, this is what I think. So there's there's two ways. Uh, at first, I think this is just what the world is coming to at the moment, where it's like you have to apologize for every little opinion you have and feeling. And I think it's absolute crap. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, why can't you just fucking say how you feel? And without Correct. It's like bullshit, all right? It's your concert, your show. You see what's happening. You made a statement. So I don't, I don't know. That's weird to me. And she's always, like, made statements, like, very political. She's super, like... Mm-hmm. left wing like blah 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 mm-hmm. the only thing i do agree with like not apologizing but like and i said this earlier which is like on like another plat yeah podcast but the only thing i would say is like it is tough for an artist if you decide to call out direct fans and like swear at them and tell them get the fuck out of here you are putting those fans in some danger when yep. you're at a concert and you say those things only because I've been to so many shows where things like that have happened and those people get the absolute fucking shit kicked out of them because Jeez. of what happened. And so that could, you know, when you like, cause like, dude, I've been at a concert on the other side where like the person's like, yo, fuck that guy. He, that guy's a piece of shit. And then I've seen the way they get treated and it's like, yeah, they weren't doing the right thing. No, they were trying to push it. But like, what they're saying, it's almost like mob mentality. Whatever that singer says, they're going to do. I mean, look at that documentary from whatever it's called where Woodstock, um, Woodstock and shit like that, where it's like if oh yeah, everyone's there for a reason. If you said like, yo, fuck the police, let's beat them up, everyone would start killing the security guards. So that's my only like percentage of me that's like, you know, like, yeah, I can yeah be that. careful what you say because you you do have a responsibility on a platform that big. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's where this is coming from, where she's just like, shit, like that could have went south, but yeah. it's a Paramore concert and I'm lucky that that didn't. So, but I think she should be able to say that and whatever oh, yeah. happens, happens and, and hopefully no one, you know, crosses that line, crosses that line. But I, so I don't know. That's, that's my take on that's it. A tough one. Yeah. That's a good take on it for sure. Um, We can move on to the next part. Yeah, sorry, I have ice in my mouth. I'm really cold. Yeah, well, it's ice. It's frozen water, so. That's um, a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're hydrating. Um, yep. So then it was announced that the used and pierced the veil are back on tour together. Hell yeah. That's a cool one. That's pretty Sh- cool, man. Shame it's not coming here. Is it not? I don't think so. From what I saw, it is not. I don't. I, I could have just looked quick, but I... Didn't think that it was. No, it's not. Nope. You're right. You're right. That's a cool tour, though. I wish it was coming here. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sick. The closest it's going to be is what? Pennsylvania or New York? Yeah. Something. Yeah, New York, it looks like. But, um. It's a shame. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like an old school throwback, uh, little tour there. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So if you're there in your area, definitely go check them out. This is a fun one. This next one. Yeah, the next one's pretty cool. Go ahead. Um, oh, hey. So, 
we all know that big old girl, Taylor Swift. Uh, Who? Taylor Swift. I don't know. Anyways, person. Taylor Swift um, announces um, Haley Williams, who we just talked about, and Fall Out Boy. She's going to be collabing with them uh, on her new version of the 2010 album, Speak Now. Uh, she recruited a couple of the artists um, who influenced her most powerful, powerfully as a lyricist at that time, which is Haley Williams and Fall Out Boy, which is fucking actually pretty cool. Mm. Um so she's she she teamed up with Paramore's vocalists and Chicago's pop punk heroes. So I'm excited for that. That's that not that like I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift, but I honestly I think that's a kind of a cool collab, especially two female artists who have great voices. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, and it's crazy. I didn't know Paramore and Fall Boy influenced her that much. Lyrically. Yeah, I think well she grew up around the same era we did, so mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. Um. That's pretty cool, though, especially the Paramore part. Like you said, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, and that's coming out July 7th, so. We definitely will not be breaking that down. (laughs) (sighs) You don't want to break down 22 songs from Taylor Swift? (laughs) No, I'm all set. I'm all set. That's funny. No, I I got you. Yeah, July 7th, look out for that. That's that's a pretty cool little collaboration there we got. Um, The next one I found very interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, Um, You want us? Okay. Alkaline Trio's drummer announced that he is departing the band after 22 years. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. Not sure. Did he give a reason why? I don't think he really gave one. Um. So Alkaline Trio's drummer Derek Grant announces he's leaving the group. Um. He after 22 years behind the kit with the group. Um. I'm trying to find him. It demands of being on tour. Oh, here. I think he's just tired, dude. He said the demands oh. of being in a touring band have become increasingly difficult in recent years. And while this was a difficult decision to make, it's the best thing for me and my mental health. Okay. Support so, it. hundred percent. Support it. Love support it. Support it. Um, he also said he wanted to thank everyone who supported the band. Alkali Trina has the best fans in the world. Many of whom I've gotten to know over the years. I'll miss seeing you all. Um, thanked his manager. And he wanted to most of all thank Matt and Dan for the 22 amazing years. He got to travel the world, play music with two of his best friends, and the bond that they share can never be broken. He wishes them all the best of luck. Well, we wish him the best of luck. Hell yeah. That's a, that's a brave move. That's a, very proud of him for making that move. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, a tough one. one to make. Um, but yeah, so wish him all the best, and hopefully Alkaline Trio can keep going. Because they are Legends. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty fucking cool, man. I'm glad he's taking care of his mental health. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's Mm got to be tough. But I also feel like at that age and at that time, and if you're just not happy with that, then you got to do what's best. For sure. Absolutely. So, good for him. All right. So... Some more news. We got yeah. uh, the band The Main. Uh, the Main announces their new self-titled album. Um, and they share two singles, which one single is Blame. It's accompanied by a video. While they also have How to Exit a Room, uh, they have a lyric clip as well. Both are streaming now on YouTube. The album uh, The Main follows their 2021 XOXO from Love and Anxiety in real time. The Main released um, the hit single Loved You a Little, featuring Taking Back Sunday and Charlotte Sands in 2022. Uh, They'll be touring in the summer on the Sad Summer Fest alongside Taking Back Summer and uh, PBRIS, uh, along with with others. How do you say it? Paris? Yeah, Paris. Oh, I never knew that. Uh, This will be the ninth studio effort from the Sticky Outfit and it arrives on August 1st. Cool. Definitely going to have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Sad Summer didn't really excite me this year. Yeah. Like it had in past years. It really didn't uh, didn't really get me going. Um, but this one does. Mm-hmm. Which if it wasn't the weekend of my wedding, it yeah. would be going 100%. To four chord music fest, that pre-show lineup might be better than the actual four chord lineup. Facts, like holy shit skis, 
real friends, hit the lights, the home team, and keep flying. Mm-hmm. Oof. All of the lads. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Really excited for keep flying to get this opportunity. That's going to be so huge for them. All right. So, so big for them. And super pumped for our guy, Cody. Mm-hmm. In Real Friends. Lo- I-, I love seeing Real Friends with him. Um, He's just so happy, dude. Like, yeah, it's uh, you can tell them the dude's just living out his dreams. Um, It's just so cool. It reminded me when I talked to him about it. Um, When we talked to Jimmy about how cool it was to be playing in a band with Tori. Mm, yeah. Like it was the same thing. You know, he's like, I grew up with posters of these guys on my wall. And now I'm in their band. Like, it's just so That's sick. wild. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool and uh, really stoked for Keep Flying to get that opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those dudes deserve it. Yeah, absolutely agreed, man. Um, and speaking of Dog Hotel, I didn't write this down, but they did, did oh, release yeah. a sneak peek of their new single that's coming out on on the twenty third. It's called Not Worth It. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it sounds pretty good to me. A little sneak peek they dropped on their Instagram. So yep, super stoked for that. Love those dudes. Get ready for that. Um, and to end it off, we got one last announcement here, uh, which we got Joyce Manor and have announced a Southern California show with legends Tiger Jaw, AJJ, and Smoking Data Guns. This event will happen on October 19th at Riverside Municipal Auditorium in Riverside, California. Um, tickets are already on sale. Um, really, Joyce Manor and Tiger's Draw is what I'd want to see. Tiger's Draw is an OG for me. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely fucking gassed i wish i could see but um yeah pretty cool man pretty cool stuff yeah that is pretty some pretty dope stuff um we forgot to last Uh week announce that movements has been putting out some new music Mm. they just released a new one that they're well they're coming out with a new record uh not a hundred percent sure on when but they just released a new single, I believe, last week after we recorded um, called Fail You. Okay. Off their upcoming album, Ruckus. Okay. Oh, man. That band is that they Oh, boy. They don't miss. No. I no, fucking love not. movements. So they much. always hit me at any time I can listen to them. Yeah, absolutely. I fucking love movements. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to mention that real quick. Be on the lookout for the new movements record. Um, that's gonna be some good shit. Um, but yeah, so that's all for news and notes. That's all I had. Oh yeah, me too. Cool. I'm ready, I'm ready to get oh, into it. Also, just want to give a quick shout out to my fiance, Lil T, Victoria. Um, she is graduating her GED program on Thursday. Let's go. Yep. Passed all her tests with flying colors. Got her GED uh, probably about a month and a half, two months ago. So she is graduating on Thursday. What a so year. Congratulations to her. That's exciting stuff. That's a big deal. So That's fucking awesome. Congrats, homie. That's fucking sick. What are you going to do? Are you guys going to celebrate? What are you going to do? Yeah, I think we're going to, well, Grab I mean, some we dinner. got kind of a crazy week. <laughs> Yeah, we um, say. so I think I think next week we're gonna go to some like wicked fancy like steakhouse she wants to go to. Yeah, so I think we're gonna go there. What about um? What about like a New Hampshire getaway for two days? That I don't think it's in the finances. I t- I knew that. It's <laughs> <laughs> not uh, like you get seeing, married or going seeing, on vacation. Seeing as my seeing as my unemployment's gone, so. Yeah. I have no money coming in, so um, yeah, I don't think a New Hampshire getaway is in the cards right now. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But uh, yeah, so no, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely gonna do something to celebrate. But yeah, it's exciting. Fucking so, right, it's a little tea. Let's go, bud. Yeah, very proud of her. Very, very proud of her. She worked her ass off for that. Let's uh, go. So she deserves it. So yeah, um, you ready to get into some? Horrific 21st Your century favorite breakdown album. Shit. You said it wrong. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, shall I lead us? You want to read your little snippet about 21st century breakdown for everyone? 
Yeah, dude. Fuck you, shitting me, dude. I'm like <laughs> super stoked to do this. Um, <laughs> all right, dope. All right, yeah. So we got 21st Century Breakdown. This is Green Day's eighth full length studio album. Serves as the band's bolder and arguably more mature follow up to their wildly successful 2004 release, American Idiot, a punk rock opera, much like its predecessors. The so album. That, that's an insult to American Idiot, but okay. Is it really? I think so. Well, shit. Insulted. Uh, the album follows up protagonist Christian and Gloria. Uh, tumultua, tumultua, tumultuous. Tumultuous. Jesus freaking Lord of Jesus saviors. Tumultuous young couple attempting to navigate life in post-Bush America. I have not had that much trouble. My no, life. That was tough. Wow. All right. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, yeah. I. Uh, you can talk about it. This came out in May of 2019, I think you said, right? Uh, I just said 20. I, di- I didn't even say when it I came mean, out. I mean, 2009, it came out. Yeah, yeah. I did not I say was, that. I was late for my senior prom because I was going to buy this record. Nice. No, was not worth it. Oh, shit. Um, that's how bad this album sucks. I don't like concept albums. I thought American Idiot was a cool way to do it, one and done, and then they did it again. This is pretty much American Idiot 2.0, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't hit for me. I'm just not, I don't know, not big on this record at all. Everyone's probably like, what the fuck? Well, but, what's like, what's the number one song on this album, like most stream, most known? 21 Guns. Okay, okay. Well, 21 Guns and Know Your Enemy. Oh, that's on this one. That's right. Cool. Yep. All right. Cool. I was just curious. Yeah, I just am not. Um, yeah, I'm not really huge on this record at all. Uh, didn't I, I this thought... one? Sorry, I keep. No, go I ahead. was gonna say, didn't this one fucking become a musical? That on was Broadway? an idiot. Oh, I'm really, really good with they, this. They wanted. I think they wanted to go the same direction with this one as they did with that, and it just mm. didn't. Wasn't the same. Um, but yeah, so I guess we can get into it. Uh, cool. I'll go first, I guess. Yeah. Okay. First song is Song of the Century. Um, just a like pretty much a little interlude thing here. Um, Steve, I know you said it kind of sounds like a lullaby. Um, I mean, it does. I really thought it was going to be like way cooler than it actually turned out to be when I first heard it. Mm. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Good Lord. Um, but then it leads into the next one. Um, but there's a quick little snippet about this. Uh, the opening track off Green Day's eighth studio album, uh, Radio Effect, has been added to lead singer Billy Joe Armstrong's vocals, making his voice sound like it's been broadcasted through a radio channel. Lyrically, the song describes the world in which the album takes place, one that's paranoid and on the brink of destruction. So there's a cool little snippet about this one, and then it goes into, rolls right into the next one, which is Stephen. Hi, that's me. The next one is 21st Century Breakdown. Alright, so we got the title track of Green Day's second rock opera. Um, Before I just read a little bit about it, just give my reaction and stuff. I like it. It's not bad. It's not. It's not terrible. No. It sounds like something off American Idiot. Um, yeah, a B side off American yeah. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. It's it's typical Green Day, um, American Idiot style. Yep. I don't follow. Sorry if I am an asshole. I don't follow the lyrics as much or the storyline behind it. I'm not very. Uh, what's the word? Well versed. Thank you. Well versed with it. So I apologize. I don't have any like saying on that. But as far as the song goes, it's Green Day, man. It's awesome. I do like it a lot. Um, and a little, little bit about this album. Um, 
it presents the main theme of the album, namely how there's been a breakdown in the first decade of the century. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong told Q Magazine back in May 2009 that goes from a song about where I come from to what it's like to be in this era financially. It represents an underdog spirit. Uh, and Armstrong speaking about it again on The Sun, he said it's about the collateral damage with it, but also the hope and optimism a lot of Americans have. It's a real strange time. Exciting because there's a first American, African-American president, a smart man who wants to do a good job, a man who's inheriting the biggest pile of shit this country has ever seen since the Depression. People are losing their jobs yet have a smile on their face. So this record is about that and the start of another era. Um, that was a little something from Genius website that gave us a little insight about this song and how Billy kind of took it. Um, my thoughts on that before I hand it over to Batch are, you know, typical Billy being, you know. The, yeah, I mean, you know, fast forward about 10 years and I'd say we're in a little bit of a almost a worse financial struggle than we were then. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't old enough, but um just a typical interesting Green Day take uh, on it, and I like. That's why I like Green Day because it's it's very punk of them to take that stance. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's a super punk stance. Um, I really really like the fourth verse in this song because it's a bit of a doozy. This one, I think it's like. Seven minutes? It's five, sorry, five minutes long. So it's a bit of a lengthy one. Um, mm-hmm. but I love the fourth verse where it's like I swallowed my pride and choked on my faith. I've given my heart and my soul. I've broken my fingers and lied through my teeth, the pillar of damage control. I've been on the edge and I've thrown the bouquet of flowers left o- left over the grave. I sat mm-hmm. in the waiting room wasting my time in waiting for judgment day. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it's cool. It's just, you know, it sounds like it's just that whole American idiot era of Green Day. And that's mm-hmm. basically the sounds just like a B side of it. So that's that. Yeah, I got one more thing on it. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't see this quote by Billy. I thought it was actually pretty cool about how the song was kind of written. Yeah. Uh, so it was written actually in two different parts and two different times. Yep. Um, so one there, Billy says there is one part of the song that sort of is like an Irish drinking part. Um, yes. And that was written before, but it was just a riff that they were throwing around. And then when they did a demo on four track for the 21st century breakdown, and he thought that it had a kind of a British invasion influence to it. Yeah, uh, he didn't he didn't know if he was going to make it or not. It was just kind of one of those songs you hold on to. And then going through like anything from Peacemaker to 21 Guns, he was thinking about the song 21st century breakdown and thought, well, it'd be cool to be able to connect it to the sort of Irish drinking part. And that could kind of introduce the whole record and how, like, the whole record is sort of about the 21st century breakdown. So kind of summing up the last 10 years back then. Um, yeah. That was cool. I, I didn't know anything about that. So that's kind of – I like I like that mm-hmm. so far. Um, yes. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's some cool – like, that. Th- this song is really cool. I like this song. Um the next one that we're going to get into, I like. There's a couple on here that I like, but as a whole, this record, I really just don't fuck with all that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, you know, having listened to it a few more times now that I'm older, I might. But when I was 18, I was like, this is not what I, I don't care about this. I don't want this. Like, mm-hmm. but I've also never really given it a second chance since then. I've always just kind of been like, bleh, bleh, yucky. Yeah. Um, but it's a cool concept, and I dig it. But uh, we are going to get into the next one, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one is Know Your Enemy. All right. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone knows this song. This is a song that they will open with when they play live shows. Uh, usually it's between this and American Idiot. I think the first time me and you saw them together, Steve, they opened with this song. Mm-hmm. And then this time when we saw them last, what, two August, two years ago in August? Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, well, it will be two years this August. Um, mm-hmm. They opened with American Idiot. 
Yes. Uh, this is the first official single from 21st Century Breakdown, a very politically charged song along the lines of Holiday um, or like an American Idiot discusses the distrust of the system and how to fight said system. Billy Joe said to Q Magazine, uh, it's a rallying song. It's about liberating yourself from a lot of bullshit that you see on TV. Uh, the sound of the song is reminiscent of Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill, down to Billy Joe's screeching demand for revolution on the second verse. It utilizes a similar military-like marching beat, evocative, eve, I don't know, I guess the word's evocative, of the rhythm in Kill's pussy-whipped single. Uh, this is probably due to the mutual creative respect the two bands have for each other, as Green Day has collaborated with members of Bikini Kill before. The track Letterbomb on American Idiot features guest vocals by Kathleen Hanna of Seminole Riot Girl, Quartet Bikini Kill, and lesbian feminist ensemble Le Tigre. Uh, she's one of my favorite singers in the world, Billy Joe told MTV. If they made a car called Kathleen Hanna, I would drive one. So he obviously respects this woman quite a bit. Um, and made a song kind of reminiscent of one of this. Um, this is a cool one. This is obviously like a good <clears throat> single for them. Um, it's catchy. It's um, very good live. A lot like Holiday where there's a lot of things that like the crowd can get into. Um, yeah, it's just a cool little, cool little song that they nailed obviously it, it again sounds like something off of american idiot i mean a lot of this record is could have been american idiot b-sides um but yeah i think that this is a good one this is one that i like uh i think just because i heard it so much and kind of had the time to like fall in love with it before the whole record came out mm -hmm. and once you've seen a song live and it kind of hits different i think you kind of fall in love with it a little more um yeah, very, very punk. Um very anti government. It's um it's cool. But I'll let Steven take the ropes now and he can tell you what he thinks. You don't know what I think. I don't know, that's why I asked. Yeah. No, great song, man. It's fucking yeah. one of the few songs that I could say I know on the top of my head as far as Green Day in this album. Love it. Great song. Performance, awesome. Again, American Idiot. You know, yep. vibes as always. Solid song. Give it a good A. Um, yeah, I love this song live. That's probably yeah. one of my favorite things. It's just so dramatic and theatrical, and just like the whole clapping, and you can go along yeah. with it. It gets you amped up, man. But it, and you know, Green Day always reminds me of like a, a modern day Sex Pistols. Just like, well, just yeah, like the, the you, you know, UK. <laughs> political garbage shit and then green day was america's political garbage shit where they didn't stand for it and they let it be known no matter what um yeah, so it's always interesting yeah it's always interesting hearing um you well, know that's what... one side of punk i should say i shouldn't keep calling it that that's only punk but yeah that's a very I, I, punk thing yeah and i think that it's it's always interesting hearing you know green day's you know description of why and what the songs are about um because i feel like for me obviously it's always been like you know they've always been like anti-government and all this shit but it's really cool to dig deeper into some of their songs and just hear you know the purpose behind them on specifics um yeah like so why they wrote a certain verse or why this goes like that or why they did it this yeah. way it's pretty cool yeah yeah, so. it's been like the coolest thing I think about doing both of these breakdowns is like learning new things about both bands. Because mm -hmm. um, like there's certain things like I kind of fall into the whole like Blink only sings breakup songs, which I mean is true and it's not at the same time. And it's it's definitely opened my eyes to how creative like Mark actually is along oh, with yeah. Tom. 
uh, like why they did certain riffs, and then obviously having watched the the documentary about Tom, kind of was like, it's so funny <clears throat> hearing these guys like talk about stuff, because like when he was talking about the damn it riff, and mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, it's just a, it's just very simple, it's just very easy, and you just do this <laughs> and this, and it's just a very easy chord progression, and I'm like, yeah. for who, <laughs> <laughs> like. You know, I think we yeah. talked about it with um, Good Terms with Brian from Good Terms when uh, when he was talking about breaking when he was breaking down how to do the um, the riff for the their jump cover when he was talking yeah. about the doing the keyboard solo but on guitar and he's yeah. like yeah it's just very basic very easy this this and this and again I was like for who <laughs> like, I'm sorry what like but it's just cool. not for it's us just, no it's just super cool. <laughs> Uh, so I love it. Nice. So that's why I like doing these breakdowns, even though we might not love the records. I think we kind of step away from it being like, oh, that's pretty cool with like a new appreciation for each song, even though well, we don't love it. Yeah. And I think that's like that's a huge point is literally having that new perspective of like what was brought to the table, because a lot of these bands and songs and albums we listen to, we haven't really got into them, into them because we were kids and we grew up and they kind of faded away or we just listened to like the main songs we love. And we mm-hmm. never really, I never broke an album down, dude. I did in my own way, but not like yeah. this, not to this extent where it's like specifically, what did they write the song about? Why did they do this riff? How did it happen? Their thoughts about it, how it affected them. It's like, dude, when I was a kid, I heard like all the small things and I just laughed and thought it was awesome and kept going with yeah. my life. Or I right. heard, American idiot, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck everybody. We're the best. We got this. We're punks," and just moved on. It wasn't like, "Wait, what is the real meaning?" So, like, like you said, the whole like opening your eyes. It's true for every type of breakdown, every band we talk about. It's yeah, it is cool because me and Batch have always been, you know, opposites as far as like our number one, and you know, having that perspective of like, you know, Green Day just whines about the government, and Blink just talks about fucking breaking up with 15 year old girls back when they were young it's like dude there's more to all these bands than just right. that and I, and I know there's more to bands that we probably shit on now that will probably at some point in our life be like wow if we had just taken a second but that's the point of that's, that's the, the whole cool part of music of, yeah being able to listen to music and just mm-hmm. do that so yeah no i mean fuck yeah well said thank you but, <laughs> thank you uh, we, we are gonna move on to the next one if that if you're good. Yeah, I'm golden. All right. Uh, the All next right. one is... Oh, oh it's yours. Sorry. I thought so, but it's fine. No, go if ahead. You... Nope. Uh, <laughs> Viva la Gloria. Hey, Gloria, are you standing close to the edge? Look out of the setting sun. Brink of your vision. Hey there, we got a song that is not the best, but it's not the worst. It's a little bit of both. Uh, yeah. Viva La Gloria. Uh, interesting concept and song. This is their fourth song on the album. Uh, it's where the album story actually between the two protogenists. Protagonists. Why the fuck can I not talk today? I'm usually really good at pronouncing things and I'm fresh right. eyed <laughs> <laughs> You should have paid attention to Haskell. Holy shit. Between, all right. <laughs> this is where the album story between two protagonists, Christian and Gloria, truly kicks in. Although 21st Century Breakdown was technically Christian's backstory, the song also parallels Billy Joe Armstrong's growth from childhood. The song introduces Gloria as a rebellious figure, similar to What's-Her-Name's characteristics in Green Day's previous album, American Idiot. It introduces Christian as a man looking for something to believe in, who not only loves, but reveres Gloria as if she was his messiah. Uh, Alright, thoughts on this song? I'm starting to get frustrated because this it's a piggyback off American Idiot, and it yep, just—it's almost like a, my, now you see it. Yeah, so it's like it's like the uh, any sh- right. You watch a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a perfect there's a perfect spot to end it, right? Yep. Like Sons yep. of Anarchy, uh, The Office. Like there's always a point where you're like, I wish they just ended it at season six. This has gotten ridiculous, and this is like, kind of you know what it's like. It's like The Walking Dead. That's what I'm saying is like shows oh, like yeah. this. It's the continuous shit of like, dude, if you just 
didn't keep going with it. And it's like, and I'm talking about like American Idiot. This it's like you had something gold, something great, and this is just like it's just a chew bite off. And I'm just, it's just, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's starting to annoy me, and I don't know why. But the beginning of this song, uh, to me, is just silly. I, I don't like it. I, it's too conceptual. It's too like theatrical to introductional and i love the music once it starts going and it's got your mm-hmm. you know i don't Gloria. know green... <laughs> yeah it's got your green day vibes but it's just yeah i don't know man it just seems like okay dude we've been there we've done that um is this a money grab is this just you thought that you would hit differently i don't i don't know it just gives me weird vibes i don't i, think... I don't hate the song it's just i don't know i think they fan. were trying to catch that lightning in a bottle again mm-hmm. and i think a lot of it is them wanted to be political, but also put their own spin on being political. Yeah. Uh, without, you know, coming right out and doing like an anarchy in the UK type of thing. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Um, Not to cut you off completely. I, I know I kind of did, but you can keep going. No, it's really. I don't know. It's really like, ah, do this. Oh, okay. It's just, um, I don't know. You're not going to hear me put this on in my car. No. Um, I think a lot of it too, it keeps like saying like in the descriptions that we're reading, like it keeps going back to like, I think it's a lot of him like self-reflecting on what he wanted when he was younger. And he puts like, he's telling almost his, the story of like, it seems a lot like it's the story of him and his now wife mm-hmm. without like singing like, uh, like stuff off of Kerplunk, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Um, mm-hmm. but also telling a different story at the same time about two different people that are. But I think he's like intertwining it into his own life, in a way, which I think is super cool. But I also didn't need two records of it. Like American Idiot was enough. I didn't need like you know two point basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's songs on here like the first three that we talked about that I was if that was like the direction they wanted to go in like that's cool I I dig it but uh, this one I just feel like doesn't have a place uh, on this record at all Um, but that's just me so if you're good we can move on to the next one if you want yeah I'm good all right. <laughs> You're good? Okay. Uh, the next one is Before the Lobotomy. Okay. Got a bit of a doozy of a write-up here for this one, but... um, Yeah. Another one that kind of dives into Christian and Gloria and their story. Um, The song's title was inspired by a story from the San Francisco Chronicle about Howard Dully, who recalled how his stepmother forced him to have a transorbital lobotomy when he was 12 years old. This is the first song from Gloria's point of view. Uh, Viva Gloria, remember... When we were introduced to this character, who completely changed midway through the song, that was quite obviously in Christian's point of view. And the last line was, tell me the story of your life. Well, here it is. This is Gloria's story that he asked for. Uh, Much like 21st Century Breakdown was Christian's story. Problem is, she can't remember much. She didn't get a literal lobotomy, but joining life with Christian, the extremist revolutionary leader has wiped away most of her fond dreams and memories. The brutal sadness of reality has washed away the time with her family, even laughter and a more fulfilling life. The negativity and pain has tarnished her innocence and without her faith, she compares herself to a lost refugee. Christian sang the eulogy 
is in a way referring to referring back to Viva La Gloria, but also Christian basically killed the person Gloria was as she has morphed into someone completely different since initially meeting him. In her mind, she's not only worse because she has found out the truth about the cons of America from Christian, yet she's not in love with him either because she's too drugged out and disgusted with the world. Singer Billy Joe Armstrong explained to Q Magazine in May of 2009, it's about how self-destructive behavior can overshadow parts of your ambition. He added, a lot of people have self a self-destruct button. I think for a lot of rock musicians, when you're celebrating, it turns into partying, then suddenly you're fucking yourself up. You're destroying something you worked so hard to build up. There's this shiny red button that you just want to push. See, okay. That's cool. Uh, I didn't need the whole fucking spiel about all the bullshit. Like, you could have just written a song about how self-destructive behavior can destroy a person. Well, you know. But, anyway, um... After that long-ass spiel, I think it's a cool song. Um, I think that little breakdown just kind of was, like, monotonous um, of, like, what it, like, how it ties into this whole story thing. Um, That's why I think concept albums are dumb, because it gets too... um, Technical? Yeah, like, it just gets too, like, you know, like, too much of like oh well it ties in this and it ties in that and it ties in this and it, it's her point of view it's this it's that it's like okay like uh, that's way too much thinking for me you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know what you got on this one um it's it's a decent song uh I don't have much the only thing that I will say, which I thought is pretty cool. I'm not sure if you hear it or not, but um, I think it's like the one thirty mark. It kind of mm-hmm. starts like, kind of sounds like homecoming. Yes. Yep. Um, I got you. The vibes I'm getting. Um, but nonetheless, I back up everything you say. Uh, I don't like the intro at all. Yep. Okay. Uh, I like. The rest of it, I think it sounds good. I wish yeah. I had more to say. Uh, yeah, man. It, I don't know. It's kind of like the other one. Just yeah, it's not bad. But yeah, I won't bad. be it's listening to it. You know. It's, yeah, yeah, I agree. I you agree. Know? So if you're ready, we can move along. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Getting to uh, the next one here. Um, it's going to be. Uh, Christian's Inferno. Nice. Now this one is this yeah, is this is up our alley. This is this is it. And I just talked to Batch off screen for a second, which was just saying like this is like this. You can tell our taste in music when we like a song and when we don't. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You clearly know our influences and what we like if you listen to the podcast. So this song is fucking <laughs> fire. This gives me the punk Green Day, the Dead Kennedy style, Descendant style, Dead Milkman style, Circle. It just gives me that super awesome punk yeah. style. A yep. couple of screaming vocal, not screaming, but yelling in the background. It's, I don't know, man. If um, This just hits. This yeah, just this, fucking hits. This song hits. Um, So about this song... uh. Just to get into that real quick, Christian is one of two reoccurring characters that feature on the 21st century breakdown. Whilst the act of Gloria, who's fighting to hold on to her youthful idealism, is a combination of frontman Billy Joe Armstrong and his wife, Adrienne. Uh, the destructive, inflammatory Christian is the side of Billy Joe that he tries to keep under wraps. Armstrong told Q Magazine that the title of this song refers to, quote-unquote, the sort of ugliest place you could possibly go in your brain. I don't know if I was having a bad morning, but it was that angry feeling of despair that I guess a lot of people can relate to. Um, Green Day has come out and said that this is arguably one of the angriest songs that they ever written. Uh, Armstrong also told MTV News that, quote, this is the most hateful song I've ever written, the most diabolic. 
which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. And then Billy Joe said, uh, Christian's Inferno is when you really get an idea of like who Christian is and who he represents and the demon that plagues him. You know, it's kind of the most diabolical song I ever written, but there is something really kind of uplifting about it. The chorus is sort of an anthem and interesting. Interestingly, it's like, yeah, we're all like in hell. Pretty much. Dope. <laughs> Dude, yeah. simple song, simple lyrics. Yeah. It's simple punk beat. It's I say I say simple, but I mean like just like right. It's not simple, but you know what I mean. I do, and I agree um, with you. It's fucking awesome, dude. This song makes me want to play Wii Sports without the safety straps, bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts? Yeah, I just second everything that you said, man. Like it's, I, I think this is right up our alley, and I knew we both were gonna dig it. Um, I think it's, it takes like the intricacy out of it, the thinking out of it. And it just is more basic, more simple. And it's, it's much easier to digest than some of the other stuff. I like that you said that. I think that kind of made a, that hits it on the head for like the, I guess the style of music we like. Yeah. It's the simplicity and the less thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that kind of describes this whole album. There's a lot of thinking to be done. Yeah, and I don't like to think, hence why I'm yeah. not in school still. Or why we are depressed because we think so much. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going to break this up into three parts because it's a doozy. Yeah. So we're going to do six songs, six songs, and six songs. It's the number of the beast. Oh! So yeah, that's the first third of 21st century breakdown sweet um yeah so you got anything else for the kids or um let's see let me think um i don't know if it gets better um do you i'll think while I you think do you i don't i don't really know no oh, i'm kind of bitch okay kind of just we talked about a lot of it at the beginning so yeah 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 Cool. No, I'm, I think I'm good, man. I think this is awesome. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, we got some cool stuff coming. Hopefully next time we talk, we'll be talking about how Vegas won. Yeah, I hope so. Go Vegas. Yeah. A um, couple interviews um, yeah. lined up at some point relatively sooner than later. So I know we haven't done those in a while. Busy lives between the two of us, um, which is cool. Um, mm -hmm. So we've only been able to kind of get what we can get done. That's that's working for us. So if you're looking for an interview, there will be some on the way. We have, a, I'd say, three lined up right now. Not sure exact dates, but yeah, um, some pretty cool guests we're going to have on. And, uh, for sure. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm good, man. Uh, congrats to Tori on the GED. And uh, yeah, I'm good to send it away. All right. So we'll talk to you next week then, children. All right. All right. Toodaloo's. Goodbye.